do you prefer to have a bath or a shower? Put up your hand if you prefer to have a shower. And what if you prefer to have a bath? Good split of a congregation there. Now, imagine you just finished a long hike carrying a heavy pack, you know, maybe like a Duke of Edinburgh expedition or something. If you normally prefer to have a shower, how many of you would switch over to having a bath? Ease the muscles, have a good soak, and all those things. Yeah. Or, on a hot summer's day, if you're feeling hot and sticky, would you prefer to wash under a tap or jump into a lake? We all have different preferences and ideas of what we like, but I think most of us would agree that we would rather be clean than remain dirty, uh, unless you're an eight-year-old boy, uh, and you probably uh, would prefer that, but most of us would be quite glad to eventually get the muck washed off. I was cleaning my driveway with a power washer a month or so ago, and I got absolutely filthy as a result. I don't know if you ever tried that, but... Uh, I was covered from head to toe in dirt and grit and mud. It was on my glasses. It was down my neck. It was in my hair. I I, I really don't get quite that mucky that often, I can tell you, but I was really glad to get clean again. And I'm sure you can tell where I'm going with this illustration because, of course, tonight we're talking about getting clean, Not not in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense. When these folk get baptized, it's uh, not because they're a bit smelly and need a good wash. Uh, Mark's not going to be producing a scrubbing brush or handing them a bottle of shower gel. And the last time I looked, there weren't any bubbles in there. But baptism is a symbolic washing, a sign or symbol that the person who's a Christian has been washed clean in a spiritual way, not by their own efforts, but by something that has happened to them or been done for them. Let me explain a bit more. The first point I'd like to make is that spiritual cleansing makes us feel clean. Just like a good shower or a long soak in the bath with plenty of bubbles leaves us feeling clean outwardly, so too spiritual cleansing makes us feel clean spiritually. Whenever someone is unaware of how dirty they are, it's usually a problem. A homeless person drowning their sorrows in a bottle. An elderly person living on their own with dementia. A neglected child who doesn't really know the importance of being clean. It's unfortunately true that in a spiritual sense as well that people don't always know that they need cleansing. Spiritual dirt's not always obvious. And some people have so much dirt that they become hardened to its presence. But I think most people are aware that they are at least a little bit grubby in the spiritual sense. Perhaps I'd better define what I mean by spiritual dirt. You see, the Bible, the, the book that Christians base their faith upon, talks a lot about the need for spiritual cleansing. The Bible tells us that we get dirty spiritually when we hurt other people with our words or actions or damage ourselves by our thoughts and behavior. 
And most especially we get dirty because we live life for ourselves rather than the God who made us. You can imagine a young guy playing rugby on a Saturday morning at Lansley Rugby Club, and when his mum sends him out of the house, his kit might look nice and clean, but it won't be long before it begins to get splattered and a few sliding tackles along the, the wet and muddy pitch, and, and there won't be much clean material left, really. Well, in a spiritual sense, every time we badmouth another person or tell a little lie, or lose our temper, or take something that isn't ours, or fail to do good to a person in need, or maybe treat our parents badly. Every that time that happens, we get a little bit muckier. And each time we turn our back on the Lord God and live instead for ourselves in achieving the most success or power or pleasure or wealth without any reference to Him, then we accumulate more spiritual mud. I think most of us know it. We have a feeling of of regret. Sorry that we hurt another person. Sorry about the way we behaved or, or something that happened. Sorry, perhaps, that we're so driven by success and, and wealth that other people are treated badly in the process. And certainly, if there is a God, then we would have to admit that we've not really related to Him particularly well. That feeling of spiritual muckiness is called our conscience when we read about it in the Bible. The bit of us that tells us that we're not really that clean in the spiritual sense. Something is wrong, and we would like it to be sorted out. Psalm 32, verse 1, a verse in the Bible says, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. The word sin is just the Bible's word for spiritual muck. Blessed is the person who's made clean spiritually. They're blessed. It's a good thing. Or in the book of Hebrews that we've been looking at on Sunday evenings recently, it talks about having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Or the writer of another psalm says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. He knew he was guilty. The guy who wrote this, Sam, had actually committed adultery and he'd arranged for someone to be killed. And I'm quite sure his sin, you know, the spiritual muck, was indeed always before him. At least until he experienced God's cleansing and forgiveness. Created me a pure heart, he says later in the same Sam, or wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. One of the great things about becoming a Christian is that we know that our sins are dealt with. Our, our consciences are cleansed because of the spiritual cleaning that takes place when we trust in Christ. Not that we never do anything wrong as Christians, but rather whenever we do do the wrong things, we can say sorry to those we've hurt and, and receive forgiveness from God. He makes us whiter than snow. 
He starts us on living a new life. The spiritual cleansing that we receive when we become Christians makes us feel clean spiritually and starts us living as those who want to be clean. And that's what baptism symbolizes. Here's my second point, point number two. Spiritual cleansing makes it possible for us to draw near to God. The Bible says that God is a holy God who cannot tolerate sin. He loves people and the world that he has made, but he is sad, he's upset, angry even about the presence of evil and the way that spiritual muck damages our relationships with one another and our relationship with him. I once visited a cheese factory that supplies many of the supermarkets in the UK. And in order to get onto the production floor, I had to put on special clothes. I actually had to wear spotless white wellies and uh, have a hat on my hair. And then I had to scrub my hands and my fingernails and everything. It was really important at the factory that no dirt came into the production area. That reminds me of the spiritual situation and relating to God. God is so holy, so clean, that we can't get anywhere near him unless we are clean too. We need to be cleansed from our spiritual muck if we are to be allowed into God's holy presence. But once we are cleansed spiritually, then we can draw near to God with confidence. The Bible verse in the book of Hebrews that I read already begins in this way, saying, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Once we're made clean, once we're cleansed, then we can draw near with assurance and confidence. Another verse in Hebrews says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Spiritual cleansing makes it possible for us to draw near to God. It marks the beginning of a new way of relating to God, a new relationship, open access into his holy presence. Just like I was able to get into the production area of the cheese factory. So too, in a spiritual sense, once I'm clean and wearing clean clothes spiritually, I can then draw close to God and find his mercy and grace to help me in my time of need. The Bible even talks about us becoming children of God. When we become Christians, he becomes our spiritual father and cares for us as a good human father does. Baptism symbolically marks the start of that new relationship. It says, I've been washed clean spiritually and now I am a child of God living in a new relationship with God drawing near to him and trusting in him to help me and look after me throughout this life and into the next. I'm going to live in a new way with his help and with the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, living within me. Here's the third point that I want to make. Number three, 
Spiritual cleansing is possible because of Jesus Christ. It's possible because of Christ. You know, sometimes we get things on our clothes that are hard to get out, don't we? You know, maybe it's ink on your school shirt and, uh, you know, just washing it doesn't work. You need a, some sort of special product like vanish or something to get it out. Or if I've been painting around the house and I've uh, managed to get an oil-based paint on my hands, it, it doesn't come off with soap and water. I can't even get it all off with a, you know, with a scrubbing brush. It just makes my hands sore. Uh, but if I use some white spirit, it soon comes off. In a similar way, our spiritual muck, the spiritual dirt, doesn't just come off by washing in water. That's why washing in a tank of water tonight doesn't in and of itself accomplish anything. It's just symbolic of something that has already taken place. You know, these people who are getting baptized this evening have already been cleansed spiritually because they have trusted in Jesus Christ. Not their own efforts or their own scrubbing, or washing in water tonight, but by trusting in Jesus' cleansing work accomplished for them at the cross. Let me take you back just a few verses earlier again in the book of Hebrews in the Bible. The writer of the book says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, to enter the holy, clean presence of God, by the blood of Jesus, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Or another verse from the book of Hebrews, how much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God? You might be saying, whoa, what's all this talk about blood? Uh, what's blood got to do with cleansing? Isn't, isn't blood something normally that's a problem when we get it on us? You know, it's hard to wash out. It just makes us less clean. And in a physical sense, you'd be right. But God, throughout the Bible, in his dealing with the people of Israel for hundreds of years before the coming of Jesus, allowed for the use of an animal sacrifice to temporarily cover over the sin of the people. And their spiritual wrongdoing was covered by the animal sacrifice. It was symbolic of the need of a death to pay the price for us to be made spiritually clean. You see, even God cannot make us clean just by wishing it. It wouldn't be consistent with his holy character to simply pretend that we and others had never done anything wrong. Instead, sin had to be dealt with. And the way God provided to make that happen was by sending his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into the world, as we remember at Christmas. And then once he'd grown up, allowing him to be crucified on a Roman cross at the request of the Jewish people, when that happened, God the Father laid on God the Son all the wrong things and the spiritual dirt that we'd committed. He transferred the muck from us onto Christ. You could, you could think of it as an exchange of clothes even. You know, we take off our dirty clothes 
and we give them to Jesus, and he gives us his clean spiritual clothes as an exchange. And then Jesus died on that cross under God's judgment and paid the spiritual price for all the sin that had been placed upon him. He died. His blood was shed on our behalf. But it's that which washes us clean in a spiritual sense. Now, we don't do anything weird here, like add red food coloring to the water or something. (laughs) That would be a bit gruesome, wouldn't it? And it'd be a bit counterproductive to the illustration if everyone came out of the baptismal tank looking red. But yet, behind the spiritual cleansing that being baptized in this tank symbolizes, there is a death that has taken place. Christ's death on the cross, his blood shed for us as a sacrifice. The sacrifice required by God himself so that we could be made clean. Whiter than snow even. And in some ways, the act of baptism with its going under the water and its coming up again is symbolic of a death, a death to the old way of living and a rising again to a new life. Just as Christ rose from the grave on the third day and is now seated and reigning in heaven with the Father. As Christians, we say that the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanses our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. These folk who are getting baptized this evening are saying that it's through Christ and his death for them, his blood shed for them, that they're made clean. They're cleansed from acts that lead to spiritual death. And they have been raised to new life through Jesus Christ. That they might serve the living God. Amen.